Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast, and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 273 of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex, on this Saturday solo episode. So I thought this week I'm going to go through the different funding options available to you. Um, And look, I know some of you are going to be aware of these already. Some of you aren't. And things are changing all the time this week in the UK Chancellor's uh, announced some uh, some new schemes, some deferrals of payments for the different uh, funding schemes that were uh, available since COVID. But look, get so many questions um, asking if VCs, angels are investing at the moment. And the perception is that they're not. But... VCs and angels that I speak to are, they might be reinvesting some of their money to prop up their existing investments, but they are actively looking. It's just their risk reward situation might have changed a little. So um, people are going to be at different stages of their journey here. And I just wanted to run through different options for you. Um, I think it's a good time to to have this conversation. September, October, coming to the last quarter of the year. Um, hopefully, you're all picking up your goals and trying to get over the finish line. What you wanted to start in January might have been blown slightly off course due to the pandemic. But hopefully, you've you've gathered, gathered your thoughts, taken a step back, pivoted, or um, reinforced what you're doing, and you are. You want to grow. I mean, we all want to grow. And at some stage, everybody's going to need funding to be able to grow their business. So you're going to need additional capital. It can be obtained in a number of different ways, three ways, essentially, equity, debt, or a grant. Um, and essentially, equity finance is going to involve the sale of some of your company's shares and giving a percentage of them, of ownership of them to the company, um, to investors in exchange for their funds. So the proportion of your company that's going to be sold is going to depend on how much has been invested in the company and what that investment is worth at that time. So in the very early stages of business, the most likely route to equity funding is going to be through 
angel investment and those investing through the government's SEIS scheme, whereby government basically provides generous tax relief to investors who are looking to support new businesses. It's a great deal. It's a win-win, basically. It's a win for the investor. It's a win for you if you want to go down this route. Um, if your business is a little more established, which is generally two years plus, and you can show the investor some level of success that you've had, the EIS uh, scheme might be uh, more preferable. Okay, so today though, I want to focus on a number of different things. So debt finance is simply the term used for different ways of borrowing money or taking out loans. Um, so it's an arrangement between you and the lender to borrow a set amount of money on the condition that it's ultimately paid back at a later date. Um, we've seen that with uh, the C-bills and uh, bounce back loan schemes in, uh, in, in the UK as well. I know other countries have had different um, options out there as well. But basically, unlike equity, debt doesn't involve you relinquishing any share in the ownership or the control of your business, which is why um, although you're taking on debt, that's what makes it attractive to a lot of people because you're maintaining control of your company. Um, there are startup loans available if you're in the very early stages. You know, people know me in my last uh, four or five years working with Virgin Startup first as a business advisor and then as a direct delivery partner for them was in the delivery of startup loans. Um, and that's typically business under two years old. You can also look at things like um, leasing, uh, higher purchase, um, all sorts of different things, invoice financing, all sorts of things out there. Um, that I won't go into here. And the other one is going to be grants. So small business grants, although they're not easy to get, they do remain one of the best sources of funding available to new, developing and established small businesses. And the majority of business grants tr traditionally been funded by um, European, national, even local government, um, basically support growth, stimulate technology and advances through research, development, um, promote sustainability, all that kind of thing. Um, but like I say, it's, it's a job in itself, okay? You, you have to find out there the right grants available to you and you have to spend the time filling out individual forms for that. Although uh, there is help available in, in filling out those forms as well. Okay. So how to find investment for your startup. Um, so what I'm going to, you know, focus on today is what I'm going to focus on today is five different things. Sorry. It, um, I'm going to be covering five different things. So bootstrapping, family and friends, um, angel investment, crowdfunding, and venture capital. Okay. So we're going to be looking at equity, basically. I'll cover debt on another one, but looking at equity-based funding today. So um, there's five different ones, as I just alluded to, um, but... There are many ways to fund a startup, okay? But knowing 
what best funding suits you can be difficult to come to that conclusion. So perhaps you've got an idea, but you need the money to make it a reality, or maybe you're running a new business that's in a current position is looking to, to grow. Either way, you're going to make some crucial decisions that are no doubt going to determine whether your business succeeds or not, especially if you're dealing with these pandemic effects that we've all had to deal with over the last six months. So you might have used it for savings to launch a business. So you might now need to decide whether you're going to use your own money again or someone else's to move your business forward. Um, and like I say, I'm going to focus on five stages here of equity finance. Okay. Um, and it is worth saying some businesses I know have gone through all five of these phases. So bootstrapping. You know, many of us, myself included, have gone down this route. We've chosen to go it alone. Um, probably means you're pretty resourceful, a pretty resourceful person. Um, you might still want to look at VC funding at a later date, but for now, you're happy to build your business using your own savings um, or you're investing the profits of your business back into the business. So it might not be the most glamorous route, but it's pretty rewarding if you do do this. Um, number of reasons you might want to go down this route. So you might want to maintain control of your business. That's pretty key for a lot of people. You might want to wholly own the business. Pretty key again. But it also might mean you can't attract investors. Um, your business isn't at that stage yet or it's a pretty slow growth business. So you just got to be prepared to work from home or, you know, using co-working spaces. Clearly, we've all been working from home um, and co-working spaces are starting up again or are they given the latest uh, directive from the government? Uh, you've really got to watch your expenses. You've got to do pretty much everything yourself, including your own publicity. Um, and your growth curve is likely to be a little bit slower than if you've got investment, but it's going to be 100% satisfaction um, and you're going to own 100% of the business and, of course, 100% of the profits. So, Next one is family and friends. So a lot of you are going to be lucky enough to have a really strong network of family and friends to lend moral support and advice. And if you're lucky to put money into your business, to put their hands in their pocket. So normally looking something like between 10,000 and 150,000 pounds if you're looking to raise money from family and friends. Though, of course, that's going to depend on the wealth of your family and friends. So above all else, I would say, Keep it professional, get a document drawn up because money can complicate things. And I speak from experience here. Uh, you've got to be really businesslike when you pitch to your family and friends. Tell them about your business model and, you know, let them be convinced by the merits of the business rather than the personal love they have for you. Um, you know, take the emotion from the transaction. There's less likely to be any resentment later on if for whatever reason things don't work out. And look, as I said earlier, documentation is a must, obviously for, for, for legal reasons, but also to demonstrate to your investors that there's a real commitment in exchange for the money for equity in your business. And, you know, they're going to want to help, but don't let them get carried away by the the upside or the potential upside. Remind them that most startups fail. Um, I think 50% startups fail uh, by year five. 
and just make them aware of the risks of their investment. Um, don't dilute it too much. It might seem like a really good idea to give family and friends a big chunk of your business. But if you do then decide to go down the VC or angel route, it's going to be very difficult for you to get them on board because you're not going to have enough equity left in the business. So you want, you know, for me, you both want to feel that you've got a good deal. You want to leave something on the table for everybody. Now, an angel round. Business angels, they usually... HNWs, high net worth individuals who've got experience investing in early stage businesses. And they might well be entrepreneurs themselves. Angels are motivated by a return on their investment compared to your family and friends, for example. Um, and they're usually pretty knowledgeable about a specific industry. And you're buying, essentially, you're buying their advice as well as accessing their money. Um, and their contacts. Contacts can be key. I know so many people have gone down the angel route and the contacts, the, the, the black book that the investor opens um, can be worth as much as the money. And kind of typically looking at 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds, you know, up to kind of a quarter of a million, maybe a couple of hundred thousand, but that's kind of the range. And, and I should say every county in the UK here has got its own angel network. Where I live, it's Dorset Angel Network. And they typically do make, you know, sums uh, to invest of that typical nature. So um, it can be difficult getting an audience with them um, unless you've got a lot of rich friends uh, or really useful contacts, of course. Um, but it really is who you know, not what you know. Um but think about getting in front of different angel networks. Just Google it to, to bring up your local ones. Um, it can be difficult to get an introduction otherwise, uh, not least because they see a lot of deals. Um, and I think my one down here is quarterly meetup. Um, but it helps to have a pitch deck, same as it's going to be for to VCs. Um, so have a think about getting a professional pitch deck put together um, in other words, basically telling you to be investor ready folks. Okay. Um, the crowdfunding, if you regularly listen to the show, you would have listened to a lot of different entrepreneurs having gone down the crowdfunding route. Uh, I was with a friend of mine yesterday, just raised a couple of million for his business. Um, and it's popularized in the US. There's rewards-based um, crowdfunding like uh, Kickstarter, you might be familiar with, but here we're, we're looking at equity funding. Two biggest ones in the UK um, are Cedars and Crowdcube. Um, it is big business. People do invest millions into this. Um, and there are a number of other players out there. I've just named the big two and you can read, you can listen to my interview with um, Jeff Lynn, who's the founder of uh, Cedars on this very show. A lot of people go down the crowdfunding route because it's a great marketing exercise as well. Um, you develop real, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for here, guys? Help me out. Uh, rabid. Um, crazy fans of your business, which is why you see so many entrepreneurs go back to the crowd for a second or third round because they've built this tribe, that's the word I was looking for, a tribe of people um, who are invested in their business. Um, 
monetarily as well as emotionally. And the last one is VC, venture capital round. So some entrepreneurs see venture capital as the holy grail of funding. For others, it signals the end of the control of their business. Um, But however you see it, there's no denying that venture capital provides funding, guidance, um, a whole host of other benefits that can really skyrocket your business um, from a product market fit to massive profitable growth. Think of the likes of, um, you know, Airbnb, Uber, Grays, Revolut, some of these guys. Now, there are countless VC firms out there in every country of the world, and it can be difficult to find out what their individual strategy is, i.e. what sectors they invest in. Um, Some entrepreneurs have the right connections, of course, but if you don't, you can waste a lot of time trying to meet VCs, um, and this is time away from focusing on creating your business. So, as with angels, crowdfunding, and indeed all equity finance, um, you can find information out there about finding the right potential VCs for your business. And we're going to have more information about that to you over the next week or so. Um, but some top tips for you before you reach out to any venture capital firms are to prepare prepare a pitch, as I mentioned, for the angels as well. Understand your finances and be able to justify your financial projections. Think Dragon's Den here, folks, and how many people have failed live on TV with trying to explain their financial projections. Um, make sure you have a product market fit, i.e. your product satisfies a strong market demand that's out there at the moment. Um, and get EIS, SEIS, advanced assurance, as I mentioned um, before, which is basically a provisional indication from HMRC that you're going to be able to apply for tax relief for your VC investors. Um, get to know the VCs and choose wisely. You know, when you accept an offer of investment, you're not looking just for money. I'm going to repeat that. You're not looking just for money, but you're looking for a partnership that's going to shape the future direction of your business for years and hopefully an incredibly profitable one. So, just wanted to do a really short Saturday episode for you to make you aware of what is available at the moment and kind of put away some of the preconceptions that are out there that people aren't investing because they are. Just might be the risk reward appetite is slightly different than it was pre-COVID, but people are still looking for um, exciting businesses with potential you know, profitable growth to invest in. They always will. It's a no-brainer. Um, And as I say, you might be bootstrapping now, but you might be looking for angel VC investment, crowdfunding further down the line. So it's worth thinking about these things right now. Um, Hope that was helpful. Have a great weekend. Any questions as always, um, scroll down, click write a review and let me know what you're thinking. Okay. Otherwise it's alex at screwitjustdoit.org. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It, Just Do It Facebook page, 
This houses the Screw It Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you. If you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.